Hi, this is Star Wars author Delilah S. Dawson, and you're listening to Clashing Sabers Network. Here we go again. We're home. I bypassed the compressor. You were the chosen one! Something truly special. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. The ability to speak might not make you intelligent, but we're going to try to prove otherwise. This is the Clashing Sabers podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon, and I'm here with my co-host. He is... I am the Wandering Samurai. That's what you shall refer to me as from now on. Some call me the Traveler. That's exactly almost kind of what I was saying. Some call me the Gangster of Sith. That uh, musical reference. That's a good one for you to pull out. Hey, it's Drew. It's a classic, dude. Listen, listen. Ronin, if you haven't finished it, people, it's the best book you'll read this year. And when he says people, he means me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you too. You, you've got work to do. We should I'm hurry up. Trying. So read it tonight. <laughs> Being an adult is hard. Oh, poor baby. I know. Poor I didn't baby. sign up for this. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Are you? Are like you? you? I mean, it's not like you haven't had access to this book for like, what, two months now? <sighs> Man, I got to get my right. lights checked. The shade in here is just terrible. <laughs> bad, isn't it? <sighs> hey, uh, pro tip for, for all you readers out there. Um, don't bother ordering things from Barnes & Noble if you need it the day it comes out. Because I was supposed to be here on Tuesday. It got here on a Friday. Uh, so never doing that again. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Barnes and Noble sometimes like doesn't even have stock out on the I, day of the it release. Was like I it was I ordered it like four or five weeks in advance, expecting it to be on my doorstep on the day it was released. Like you know, every other person selling things that has street dates can do, but not these guys. I, I would have had an easier time like walking to my local Barnes and Noble and back. So anyway, I no no no. There was a time. Maybe the the time. second <laughs> the second Thrawn book um, in the in the trilogy where I was I went on release day to go get it because I I wanted to you know support brick and mortar and have bookstores and all of that kind of stuff so I was like I just keep going like it's not it's an extra little bit of a drive but no biggie mm-hmm. and then I went to three different Barnes and Nobles and nobody had it and I was like what yeah and so now from then on I've pre ordered which is is fun when you like get a package and you're like wait what what do i have a package for <laughs> new have, star wars there's momentary panic because sometimes my wife will find it and it'll be like what did you order and i legitimately cannot remember what <laughs> oh no what have i done oh did man I order something in my sleep again <laughs> it gets bad it gets bad yeah. oh uh speaking of other book news uh the third book in ek johnson's queen's trilogy got pushed back isn't that the it's second time months. it's gotten pushed back? Yeah, I think so. So now it's like May or something now. Oh. It's I wonder rough, if, man. I wonder if it's a, a writing situation or a no, production. No, it's a publication issue. From yeah? what I understand is that, and again, this is just having no good information other than I know she's already turned in a final draft. So it's not a putting the manuscript together. My impression is that um, publishers have are focusing on titles that have more pre-orders in order to prioritize which paper to literally print words on. 
because wow. of the challenge of getting supplies in. That's my understanding. I don't know that to be factual. It's just kind of what made the most sense to me when I was looking at the information that uh, Miss Johnson was putting out on Twitter. Uh, it had to do with the more people pre-order, the more likely it is to get the date moved up again. But I, that's just kind of wish fulfillment or wish, uh, you know, wishes and dreams on my end in that part. Because I'm, I'm really looking forward to that book, too. Uh, Queen's Hope, third entry in the Padme trilogy, promises to be pretty fun. Yeah, and that's going to be around uh, Revenge of the Sith timeline, uh, Clone Wars timeline, yeah, right? Yeah, it's in that Clone Wars era, I think. So we, we, we're kind of expecting some, some uh, certain Jedi characters that she may or may not be married to. Padme, that is. Uh, dropping. Oh, Obi-Wan's going to show up. Time. That's cool. It's also possible. That's also possible. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting because uh, the second one, Queen's Peril, of course, was a prequel to Queen Shadow, but it did that whole crossover, the Phantom Menace it's thing. Phantom so Phantom Menace, yeah. I wonder, you know, with... Which I'm not... I was not the fan of that particular aspect of the book, but I really liked how we got to learn about all the handmaidens and where they came from and kind of the, the journey of their friendship and their partnership between the gang of them. It was just when we started crossing over into, I've seen this before, you're not really giving it that Lost Stars treatment that I, I was kind of like, no, nah, this is... My, the first one is still my favorite. Well, and I wonder if they're going to do, you know, that with episodes of Clone Wars or the beginning of Revenge yeah. of the Sith or, you know, these, like, is there going to be Ahsoka? Oh, interesting. You I know? I not even thought of that. Because this is one where you could, you know, drop a little hint of Ahsoka there and Clone Wars and right. stuff. And the, so then the people right. that read that go and watch Clone Wars or whatever, you know. That's um, a good point. I had not considered that. I expect it to be more Clone Wars itself focused rather than just end of the war era because I don't really feel like she has a lot going on. Well, that's not fair. She's pregnant with twins, so she's got a lot going on, but the film itself didn't give her much to do. So I wonder if they're going to let her really soar during the actual war part of the clone wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, her battleground of course would be like the Senate. So are we going to get more of that stuff, which I know uh, we would both be fans of. So totally fine with, yeah, yeah, absolutely. could be interesting. Hey, uh, you know, mentioning Ahsoka there, yeah. there, there's a little Ahsoka news. So you were teasing me in the green room um, about some kind of Ahsoka news that I have legitimately no idea what you're talking about. So yeah, so your best shot. this uh, originally I saw it from uh, Zach sent the link over uh, on from Star Wars News Net reporting it, but then uh, Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that one Hayden Christensen the third will be making. I don't know if he's the third one, but that'd be pretty cool. Uh, is making an appearance on the Ahsoka show. Oh, on the Ahsoka show. Really? Which? Not the Obi-Wan. Not the, well, yes, the Obi-Wan. Because well, I feel like we've known the Obi-Wan thing. For we have while. known the Obi-Wan thing. That is pre-A New Hope. This is yes. post-Return of the Jedi. Oh, interesting. Right? So get a little for force ghosty action here? Yeah. That'll be kind of cool to see the two of them interact. And then hmm. also maybe, you know, that's a perfect time to do something with Luke, which would connect with the Mandalorian. 
And of course, like the Ahsoka and Mandalorian and all of those are supposed to like come to a head at one point. And oh, all, really? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a Avenger style thing. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, so there's a there's a lot okay. of potential. A lot of I put this out on Twitter. I think that this is one of those things. Obviously, like I'm excited because Hayden Christensen, Ahsoka. Like we've thought about this. It to me, it adds even more intrigue that it's after Return of the Jedi. Um, because, you know, we saw Rebels, and then, um, it, it kind of feels like there were a lot of, uh, strings left un, untied, uh, there at the end of Return of the Jedi with regards to just everybody that Anakin had been in some si- some relationship uh, with across the years that we saw him. And, of course, that's not Return of the Jedi's fault. All that stuff was made after. But sure. it's cool now to go back and, you know hopefully get to see him, uh, you know, speaking with Ahsoka and maybe, oh my God, what if Obi-Wan made an appearance there? I mean, you've already got oh, Ewan McGregor, wow. right? You've already got Ewan McGregor. You, nobody's going to like blink an eye if he's on the set, you know, or whatever. Um, there's there's a lot of potential here. Uh, I, and I think there's a lot of potential to do it right. Um but I think there's way more potential to do it wrong, mm. uh, which is interesting. But I think if you do it right, the impact of it is at this point immeasurable um, because we have been craving for, you know, live action Star Wars content on TV. We've been craving for a live action Ahsoka uh, and, of course, you know, more Ahsoka and Anakin content, Force Ghost content. So... Obviously, I'm a little excited, but uh, you're just hearing this news now. So, what's your what's your first take on that? Well, I hate to be the one who tempers expectations, but oh, do you though? Do you hate it? I mean, as a lifelong holder of minority opinions, I'm totally fine with this role I've cast myself in. Um, my concern, my immediate concern is too many things happening at once. Like the Ahsoka show was, we kind of presume is going to be her hunting down Thrawn in order to get Ezra back. But yeah, I wonder if like, cause we know we haven't seen Sabine in a while. Um, I, one would presume Hera would be involved in that as well because it'd be too easy to get the whole gang together. <laughs> minus minus the the one gang who's no longer among us. Although I suppose you know, wouldn't it be cool if Freddie Prince Jr. could give us a ghost uh, Kanan during that same kind of thing? I mean, yeah, as long as it's he not another not. Uh, kid Kanan. That was unsettling. Well, but my <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. Let's not do that. If he comes back as a twelve-year-old ghost, that would be weird in all kinds of different strange directions. Um, I'm thinking kind of like Mandalorian season two, where they they're in for like an episode and that's it. You know, Cobb Vanth is in the first one and that's kind of it. Ahsoka is in her episode. That's kind of it. Um, Bo-Katan is in it. She, she comes back, which is really exciting. And she, she had a a lot to do in that show and it grew over the rest of the episodes as they came out. But there was really, after her first episode, there wasn't a whole lot of reason to expect her to come back until, you know, Mando's putting together his gang in order to go back. You could say he's putting together a crew. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I was trying to think of how to get like a Seven Samurai reference in there, but you went with something else. That's cool, too. That's cool, too. Um, so, you know, cautious optimism, as always. It'd be great, but uh, I, if we are going with the same kind of structure of eight to ten episodes, I wouldn't really expect to see Anakin more than one episode 
that season just to see. I mean, maybe they'll test it in Obi-Wan and, and have Obi-Wan and Anakin for one or Obi-Wan and Vader for one, rather. And then if that goes well, maybe they can bump up his involvement in the Ahsoka storyline. Who knows? But, I mean, the man is dead. So it's not exactly like he's going to be swashbuckling through every single episode with the two of them fighting back-to-back. Yeah, and I, I think something else important to keep in mind is the fact that Force ghosts are not... Like, Obi-Wan makes, you know, the probably the, the most appearances as a Force ghost. I guess we can pretty safely say that. Uh, uh, Three? Yeah, something like in that. The films, at least. But but still, it's only like you know, Empire. It's like twice in a voiceover. Um, but of course, that's about Luke's training. Uh, in Return of the Jedi, you know, he's a very very small part um, in terms of just helping Luke become you know gain that revelation. But it's not like Obi Wan is just you know sitting in his X wing with him, you know, <laughs> just like chilling. Right, right, uh, right. It's used very sparingly. So I've always had the idea that you know these force ghosts while they yes they do keep their consciousness and everything like that are it's the force manifesting as this person again because that's the person that can communicate with you the best and that you'll listen to the best or whatever that may be and at it and thus like i don't think it's something that they're doing on the regular it's something that happens only in a time of great need so uh, in in your understanding of the cosmic and living force you think that their consciousness has of the individuals who have died kind of go into this pot and then the force just summons the likeness thereof? Or do you think that they retain their consciousness? No, I think they, I think they retain their consciousness, but I don't think that like there's, you know, we envision like heaven with like the angels, you know, walking around on the clouds and stuff like that. I don't think there's force ghost clouds and force ghost angels walking on them. (laughs) Um, I think that there, because there's a, an interesting part in the A New Hope, uh, certain point of view, is that point when Qui-Gon comes back uh, to meet with Obi-Wan. And spoiler alert for that, but like he is basically talking about, you know, how the Force is everything and nothing, and it's all time and no time and inside and out of, like, it's all of these different things. So I think in in my idea the force ghosts retain their consciousness but also are their consciousness becomes entirely in and of the force interesting okay yeah it's kind of a weird buddhist kind of thing uh, yeah. but but one last thing on that is you you have the force ghosts they're not used very very often they're only used in times when you really need them in the story but also in Rebel Season 2, I'm sorry, it's hurting a little bit, just the angst. In Rebel Season 2, Ahsoka <laughs> is in the temple, and she's spoken to by what appears to the viewers as the ghost of Anakin or uh, a manifestation of Anakin. And he says, "What? do you know what I've become? Yeah, she's in the temple, she's meditating, and then you have Anakin's voice, and slowly he like fades in, he's like, why did you leave? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I've become? And then you have like, I think there's the Mortis moment is put in there as he transitions into Vader. So I wonder it, well, one, it'll be cool to see, you know, kind of the difference between those two um, kind of appearances. Ish, just because later, like isn't it the season, the season finale where she encounters Vader and he's surprised that she's still alive. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. 
I think it is uh, a vision. Okay, so you're not saying that Vader cast his presence Mm -mm. to her while she was meditating. No, I'm thinking that something of of the Force maybe um, sending some kind of message to her. But I think... Does the Force guilt trip people like that, though? Maybe I don't remember the episode The dark side of the Force would. Uh, Well, does it? Hmm. But we might have to ponder this one for well, a while. Well, but but also remember what episode is that? There's nothing. Uh, Come on, you. I know. Hashtag fake fan. I know. There's uh, <laughs> Rise of the Old Master. It's the, I know it's which one it is. It's the one where they go to the temple uh, on Lothal for the first time, and Ezra gets his uh, Kyber crystal from Yoda. I'm just totally okay. ruining this for anybody who didn't see the show that came out like yeah, almost five years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, if you're listening to us, you definitely have, have watched it anyways. I feel like, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it'll be cool to have that in there and then see if there's any kind of uh, link of a vision or if she's in some kind of temple. So maybe it's not Force Ghost Anakin, you know? Like there is that possibility that it's not right. Force Ghost Anakin, which well, I find and- equally as intriguing. And we know that you know she under, she knows about Tython, and so does Luke. So we've already got the establishment of a place where they could all kind of hang out and get coffee. So um, it's not unreasonable that they could put all these guys together in the same room for a conversation. That would be a pretty amazing moment. Yeah, it would be it would be pretty cool. So I think Ahsoka twenty twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, we've got a ways to go. We got a ways to go. Uh, next year is going to be a good Star Wars year, so I'm looking forward to that. But you know what else was yeah. a good Star Wars year? Okay, um, sure. 1977. <laughs> really good, like peak Star Wars. Quite a transition you made there. That was pretty impressive. You know, I I've done this once or twice before. Uh, but no, we're going to be talking about a new hope tonight, guys. Um, we will have our uh, trivia tournament continuing with the Clashing Sabers team taking on Adriana and Mark, uh, and that is going to be a lot of fun. And we'll explain all the details about how the rest <laughs> of our trivia tournament is going to work uh, as we go Take to M- very careful notes. Because don't none worry, of us understand. <laughs> don't worry, I got it. I got it. We're putting uh, a lot of confidence in the fact that you say you got it. It's as fair as the system can get, which is okay. is, is a relative term. Yes. So doesn't actually indicate that it's actually fair. It just means it's as, mo- shh, as fair shh, as you can make it. Shh. <laughs> are you shushing me? Shh. Listen, my children are asleep, except for the two playing video games right now, so I don't have to be shushed. Thank you very much. That's fair. What you do have to do is talk with me about A New Hope, because okay. this movie... Uh, okay, what so... Do look, know? <laughs> is, do you think it's going to be... I don't know. I, I just don't see good numbers happening. I don't think it's going to become a thing. Listen, in all seriousness, I went and looked at Metacritic and I was wondering like how like this movie has obviously been monumental in human history. Let's just pretend. Um No, I think that's fair to say. Clearly clearly there's a couple people who appreciate it. But what do the dissenters have to say? And so if you look on something like Metacritic, you can find a couple <laughs> Poor unfortunate souls who decided to hitch their wagon to team Star Wars A New Hope wasn't that good. (laughs) 
And it's pretty sad. Now, I didn't bother to copy down names because there's no reason to put people on blast for opinions they already know. Um, but if you if you need a chuckle, I, I would suggest you go to Metacritic and and find some of those uh, reviews. Or Rotten Tomatoes has a couple that were just they're marked as rotten. Like, can you imagine the hubris of an individual trying to say that Star Wars was not good? And is it the best movie in human history? No, fine, that's okay. Is it bad though? No, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. It was so much fun, and that's kind of why we're all here tonight, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, I think a a thing that happens or has has happened is that our society has forgotten the distinction between my like and dislike and whether something is objectively good or bad. Well, maybe. Uh, The way I classify that in my brain is a movie or any piece of art really should be graded on two different rubrics, entertainment and art artistic value. Things can be entertaining and not horrifyingly artistic. Anything by Michael Bay. Um, Things can be artistic, but not very entertaining. And, there's those things that are out there. They can be both. They could be neither one of those things. That's kind of the way I look at, at, at films, at least. Is those are my two, two grading things. Um, like, I am a sucker for Roland Emmerich films, the guy who brought us such masterpieces as Independence Day and 2012. <laughs> and uh, he has a new movie coming out. Are you familiar with this one? I am not. It's called Moonfall. Would you like to know what it's about? the moon falling yes <laughs> i was really hoping i was wrong that time nope really hoping the, the, the proverbial nail on the head it's literally about what would happen if the moon came crashing into earth and it's just a disaster his movies are so much fun are they are they do they teach us something about the human condition about the identity of man and what it means to be uh, you know connected in a in an ever shrinking world eh, probably not but are things going to blow up and people going to be running away from explosions? Heck yes. So sign me up. Anyway, yeah. we're not here to talk about those. Um, I don't know that I ever would have anything new I could contribute to the discourse around Star Wars and New Hope Episode 4. So it's time to play a little game, Brandon. Ooh, interesting. Are you ready for this? I'm not. I'm going to spring this on you uh, without your permission. So don't edit this out. <laughs> no means no, Drew. <laughs> Not today, it doesn't. Um, so, A New Hope was obviously the very first Star Wars and kicked off so much that we've all come to know and love. Uh, four. I'm sorry, say again? Four. We've come to know and love four? No, four is my answer. Okay, well, that's going to be awkward as I get to the actual question. Oh. This is going to be about you, Brandon. Oh God! Be about your firsts in the Star Wars universe. So, for example, this is just to kind of get to know get to know you. Um, what was the first podcast, the first Star Wars podcast you ever subscribed to? Oh, uh, God! I don't want to say it. Nope, you have to. You're contractually mm. bound. To be honest, oh. you could say you regret it. <laughs> I, I regret. Everything about uh, listening to the podcast that shall not be named. Oh, no. 
Does it start with an R and end with an Ebel Force something? Yeah, it, it does. Oh, no, you poor thing. I was young and naive. <laughs> you were young and dumb and needed the money? <laughs> <laughs> that, too. Oh, no. Well... Okay, I am surprised by that, but I'll take. Okay, it's it's the one that came up first. Okay, but then once I realized That's I like podcasts, it wasn't the it wasn't the only one that I listened to for a very long at all. Okay, what was your so, first one that you really dove into and kind of followed for a while? Star Wars specifically. Yes. Uh, no, I want to know your <laughs> the Great British Bake Off podcast that you've been following. Oh my god, it's called Sugar Cookie. It's great flabbergasted i don't know if that's a real podcast but oh, if you say it with confidence you sold it with such authority i'm so proud of you anyway uh which one was the first one i really dove into uh probably unmistakably star wars uh on the star wars side of things nice um and then the disney vault talk which isn't specifically star wars but i went back and listened to all the back catalog of that oh, okay. uh our friends over at Wampa's Lair. There's like so many good shows nowadays. There are a ton. So, um, I don't know see. why we're doing one ourselves some days. Shh. <laughs> don't tell people if they know. Not you got to have confidence, Drew. I literally just proved that. It's All a right. good thing that there's no other Star Wars podcast out there for people to listen to but ours. I Love it. Anyway, so the second question What was the first Star Wars book you remember specifically having read? Ooh. Not, oh, I used to read these things, or I'm pretty sure I read... Like, no, 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 no. What's the one you remember that you read? Okay, I'm, I'm confused by the rules, because do I have to remember what it was that I read? At least the or, name of the book. You have to know with confidence this is the earliest title I can remember that I read. Okay, so um, the... Earliest one that I remember that I read, I don't remember the title of specific. See, what no, did I just say no. Hold on, I know it's the one with. Uh, oh, it's the glove of Darth Vader. That's what it's called. Wow, I remember that one. Yeah, and it just has. I, I always remember like the glove and everything like floating through space. You know, like what's supposed to happen in Force Awakens or whatever. Um, and but I could. Glove of Darth Vader is just such a terrible title. I think I've just kind of... Is that the one with Triclops in it? I really hope I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> there was a character, Triclops, in one of the... That, mm. same, that same series. Because isn't that part of one of the... Is that, is that the Young Jedi Knight series? Uh, it is not. Or am I making that up? No, it's the... Star. It's like Star Wars Fear or something like that. What? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, let's do a, just a real quick glove of Darth Vader Google search. Let's look at the cover. Wow, uh, was not expecting to get some of these pictures. Star Wars Jedi Prince Book One. Does that yes. sound like a thing? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, the first I one that I ever really remember getting into was uh, Heir to the Force, and that's in the, the Young Jedi Knight series. And I, uh, I'm i pretty sure I've read all of those. Um, they were my oh. primary thing I read growing up, and then the Han Solo trilogy. Oh, was interesting. A, that was the first like uh, big like adult Star Wars novel that I read. So, I remember the first one that I read was 
um, the second book in the Rogue Squadron series, Wedge's Gamble, because there was just very on brand. Very, it was a paperback laying around the house, and I was like, I didn't know there were books, and I read it and had no idea what it was. It was kind of fun, and I went straight from that to Truce at Bakura. So that was great. <laughs> you don't, you don't like the musical raptors with. Virtual realities. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's great. It's great. So, the what was the first character you learned everything you could about? First Hmm. character you were obsessed with. Well, I would say. See, this is interesting because now I'm like thinking about the intensity to which I pursued the character, but also the availability of things about that character right because i would say han solo really yeah i had the endor blaster i used to pretend you know our house uh living room was the the rebel bunk on endor or excuse me the imperial bunk on endor like definitely was han solo but that said it's only because i used to play as that character and read the the uh, what's his name? The Han Solo trilogy. Bro? Yes, uh, see, Crispin, AC Crispin. Uh, that that trilogy. So like that was all the information that I could find out about Han Solo at that time. Because I didn't, yeah, like there were there weren't a lot of like uh books available. I didn't know like I wasn't on the internet and stuff like that. So. Because I'm talking like when I was like 10 or 11. So we're talking 99, 2000 timeline. Um, But then, I mean, after that, honestly, it's Ahsoka. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I figured she would be. But I, I, I was hoping that there would be something before that, you know, Clone Wars era. And uh, you did not disappoint. I'm I'm proud of you. I try. all right, couple more, couple more. This one I was kind of I was kind of proud of because I think this tells a lot about a person. Um, what is the first Star Wars toy you bought with your own money? Oh, I legitimately don't know. <laughs> Here's what I do know. Here's what I okay. do know. Okay. Okay. Um, because this is like my there's two big memories I have around Star Wars toys. One, Toys R Us. Now. Yep. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, and uh, so I didn't like. I couldn't just like go up to the shelf and buy whatever Star Wars toys I I, I wanted. You know, I had to wait till the Shadows of the Empire stuff went on discount. Like <laughs> that's where I that's, that that was that was my my ballpark that I was in. Uh, but I remember going to Toys R Us and just staring at all of like just looking at all of it, like knowing I could all buy the toys on the shelves. Yeah, and like not in, I, I wasn't envious. I wasn't looking at it like, oh man, I wish I could have that. I was just looking at it like it was like comfort. It was like comfort food. It was like, <laughs> ah, there's Star Wars. I wasn't like, oh, I wish I could have all of these or oh, I'm sad that everybody else. It wasn't anything like that. I literally just felt at home in Star Wars. Hmm. So that's one that stands out to me. That's adorable. The, s- the second one that stands out to me, which I know we're doing first, but I'm cheating, that's okay. is, uh, we lost power one day, thunderstorm or something like that or whatever. So I took a flashlight into my bedroom. We had my Star Wars toys out, and I had the Death Star um, 
just the the part where they swing across. I had just that part okay, the uh, set. Yes, thank you. The chasm, and it had the removable deck and everything. So I would pretend like. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I would pretend like they, you know, that that was my set basically. It could serve as a lot of different things, um, and I had like uh, the Chewie and Prince Shizor and uh, Luke in the little red bounty hunter outfit thing. Uh, was the only Holy Luke that God. I ever had. Yeah, like I had those. Again, I bought like the cheap ones on discount. I was, I was about to say you got all of the shadows of the empire. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much like I didn't know why Chewbacca had that haircut, but I was just like, I don't know, I'll yep. figure out how to put it in the story. You know, Luke was always disguising himself as a bounty hunter, or he was a secret like rebel pilot. Like there was all kinds of stuff. So, but uh, so I'm playing, you know, telling my Star Wars stories and whatever, and then finally I like turn around and I look under the door and the lights on, and so I go out and. My mom and sister watching TV. I'm like, how long did you guys let me stay in there? Like, how long has the power been back on? They, they were like, three days. <laughs> no, they were like, oh, it's been on for like two hours. Wow. And I was so engrossed in my Star Wars toys. And the, the light switch had happened to be off that just me, a flashlight, and Star Wars toys. And I never turned back to see that the electricity was back on. Hey, real quick on-air production meeting. Um you think about like if we did like we do the patreon um subscriptions to raise money for books and we try and and get the books and send them across the country and it's been a ton of fun do you think there's any opportunity to do that with like toys at some point like do you have like a toys for tots thing in your area uh i don't but it's definitely a possibility i knew i do um i try to you know i've will end up with random star wars toys and Stuff like that, and so I usually do send those in some of our boxes too. But yeah, no, that if you if you would be interested in that, go over to our Patreon and yeah. uh, let us know. Yeah, that could well, be. Well, let us know what the good organizations you guys approve of that we could use because we know that it's not always easy to find a group that does what you want them to do. And so somebody that could benefit from having a bucket load of Star Wars toys dumped on their doorstep every couple months. That'd cool. be pretty cool. All right, a couple more, and then we can, uh, we'll can we get to quizzing everybody on obscure Rebel Pilot names, which I can't wait. Um, what was the first Star Wars announcement that really knocked your socks off? Minus the Disney purchase and the announcement of Episode 7, 8, 9. Because um. that's just right. That's the low-hanging. I mean, episode one seems like the easy one. Really? So you were you were that excited for but the announcement of episode one? You were like I w- three years old. <laughs> I was excited when I found out. See, that's the thing. Like, uh, the announcement, like, I'm thinking about it through the context which, which we have it now, which, of course, it hasn't been like this, you know, where they're doing it at, giant conventions and big releases and stuff like that so i remember i found out like probably just on some random commercial or something that uh phantom menace was coming out like i don't remember it but i do remember that time period and i remember how excited i was for it i think i remember there being a piece on the news about it at the time like i feel like that's how we heard about it the very first time because 97, 98, when that information was starting to trickle out, there's really no common internet that the, you know, yeah. everybody had in their house. Well, and even so. the ones that did, like, they when they released the 
Duel of the Fates music video, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. That was the dial-up era because I didn't have that. So I, I never saw that. Really? Never saw it. That's fascinating. It was the one time I was allowed to watch MTV was so I could watch a dumb music video premiere. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I remember, you know, that's the first, like, real big thing I remember getting excited about. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Do you think anything in terms of excitement level has matched that to date? Like, I'm not obviously things have come in and, and we've been excited about them, but and commensurate with your age at the time, has anything exceeded that kind of excitement level for you? I mean, I would say just about everything after the Disney purchase. Really? Yeah. And, and I think it's just because when I was a kid, like, really, Star Wars, like, I, I like Star Wars by myself. You know, I didn't have a lot of friends. I, I, huh. I don't really, didn't really have any friends who were into Star Wars or anything like that. So it's a much more rewarding experience to ha- do it with a community of people around you, you know? Aww. And I, I'm not including you. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just presumed you meant Lindsay. Sorry. Obviously. Uh, Mark and Adriana, too. Okay. Zach, right. Zach and Sam, uh, every other Tuesday and Thursday, we alternate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a good it's a good okay. co podcasting situation. Sure. Sure. <laughs> good. Well, uh, you know, they're here to join us. Welcome, guys. No, wait, forgot. Sorry, getting a message now. <laughs> they love us. They love us. I don't know why, but they do. So, so yeah. I mean, like pretty much everything since then, you know, has has been a bigger deal to me than Episode One, but. <laughs> Let's just, for the record, everything that's happened since then has been better than episode one. Got it. Okay. Within the context, do not clip that piece of audio by itself. (laughs) What's your next question? Uh, Well, I have one more that I'd like to ask you, but my Google Docs crashed. Here we go. This one is very self-serving and not my self-serving, by the way. It's your self-serving. What is the first? <laughs> that doesn't sound like something we should be talking about. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! We an unexpected detour into the blue zone. Uh, I tried. I tried to hold back. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's that. Oh, stop! 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 Bad! 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 Okay. <laughs> Gather yourself. Gather yourself. Who let us? Who left us alone in here? I don't know. We need supervision, clearly. All right, what you got? The last one I have before we can launch the things is: What is the first article you wrote for ClashingSabers.net where you thought I really nailed it with this one? Ooh, you know, this is gonna sound like self-serving like well well, i think uh, i just went through that statement yes but but i but i was gonna say like not self-serving isn't the right word it's gonna sound like i'm tooting my own horn too much like i've always been good but um (laughs) it was it was honestly it was the second post i ever made really yeah now was it the han solo paradox Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if I can scroll down far enough of our site to see if I can get to that one, if I've read that one. It's very, very old. Uh, but I felt like I know not a lot of people are going to read this, 
But I feel like this, what I just did, is what I want this brand to be. That was... So, you know, like, I had this vague idea, you know, of like, oh, you know, I want to talk, you know, all the things you talk about. Talk about from different perspectives, look at it academically, like, all of this stuff. But that was the the one where I was like, yeah, like that. Like, not I just want to be like, hmm, I wonder if Palpatine, you know, took the midichlorians. Like, that's a common theory that everybody has. I'm not knocking it, but it's a common one that is talked about a lot. And I wanted to go deeper and from uh, weirder, more intricate, maybe a little bit more obnoxious perspectives. Interesting. Yeah. But I, I mean... I've put out a lot of stinkers since then and, and a few good ones too. Um, so I just want to be clear that I'm not saying it was my second post because I'm a godsend to the podcast and article writing world of Star Wars. I'll let you decide that. I to get to the end of, uh, end of the website to see if I can find it and at least we could link to it a little bit easier. I mean... Uh, I'm on page 24. It's I, much, nope, it's, there we go. The Han Solo Paradox. Look at that! What is it? How many, how many posts are, are after or before it? One, I was right. My second one. You were right. The uh, the first one was about the the Ahsoka Anakin face off. I think it was called the. Oh, I'm not sure I can go back. Something at the OK Corral. It was an OK Corral. Uh, the Star pun. Wars Saloon showdown at the Star Wars Saloon. Yeah, you needed an editor. I really did. Hey, the Han Solo paradox. I feel like is a pretty good. Pretty good. One. I'm What's gonna send this. I'm gonna send this link to you in a moment because this was posted on. Dude, holy moly. July 29, 2015? Yeah. Six years ago? Isn't that crazy? Jeez. That is amazing. I can't wait to read this because there is absolutely no way I've, I've ever looked at this before with my own human eyes. No, pro- not a lot of people have. That is incredible. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll link it in the show notes if you, for some reason, want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, go click on it like seventeen times. <laughs> we'll drive number up. Oh man, like, that's you... really what we. we Hashtag make solo two happen, happen with the uh, the Han Solo <laughs> paradox article. That's the paradox. No, no we've gone too far now. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, the wrong button. The rabbit hole. So oh, let me ask you this, Drew. I'm assuming you saw A New Hope in the theaters when when we had the special editions come out, yeah. That is correct. Very good. What do you remember about it? Like, what do you remember about that experience? Because I have one very particular memory, and it's the only thing I can remember. I remember being knocked out by Jabba the Hutt appearing at, in the, de- the deleted scene that was added back in um, and thinking it was amazing. Because I was already very familiar with the film, and so I was looking for the things that were different. And the creature changes were fine. The the zooming to pull back, or pulling back the camera, rather, to get a better shot, a better establishing shot of Mos Eisley was fine. But when they encountered Jabba the Hutt in Docking Bay 94, it was really surprising. And honestly, what got everybody in the theater was the same thing that got me is when Han crosses behind him and steps on his tail and comes around to the front of him. It was everybody was like, whoa, that's amazing. So it is ridiculous. And that scene does not belong in a real in a good cut of the film like at all. It shouldn't be there. And it certainly shouldn't have been done the way it was done. But 
at the time, it was so crazy to see something new added to Star Wars like that. It was very, that was, you know, I don't know if consequential is the right word, but definitely fleshed out a lot more of what was going on around some of those characters. The other one that I remember is when they added in the conversation with Luke and Biggs at the end when they're on Yavin 4. And, and Red Leader comes up. He's like, Skywalker, you sure you can handle one of these things? And then Big stands up for him and says Luke's one of the best bush pilots in the outer room territories or whatever. Like, not as many people recognize that as a new scene, but I really like that because I, I, I was a big fan of anything with the rebel pilots at that time. So that's kind of... Like, <laughs> I like you say at that time, like, it hasn't continued since well, then. I mean... Well, no, that's I interesting mean, because... That was peak, like, well, that was... Uh, that was what the the card game, really the Star Wars card game that put out by Decipher in those couple of years was was where I was getting all of my information. Like I I lived inside that card game, and there were only so many sets released up to that point, and the Rebel pilots were a big deal because they were some of the most powerful pilots and ships. You know, you got you got the re- matching pilot and ship together, and they were unstoppable out in space. So it was a lot of fun to read through all the stories and, and get to know all those characters. And then to actually see some of them get additional screen time um, was really exciting. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's silly, but it was 1997. It was, in, was it the springtime? Did it come out? Uh, I'm sure it was. It always came out in May. So I'm going to spring May time. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. Well, I remember Return of the Jedi coming out in like January now. Oh, man, how do I search for this? Return of... Well, here's the thing about the special editions. When I saw... Well, I only saw New Hope in theater. Uh, Okay. Wait, so that means you did not see the other two in theater? I did not see the other two in theaters. What? Yeah. Did your parents not love you? Pretty much. (laughs) Um, I didn't know that it was a special edition (gasps) when I went into the theater. Really? I did not know things had been added. I didn't No way. Yeah. I didn't know you could like go find this stuff out or that there were like I was pretty much watching ESPN and they weren't at that time like showing a lot of Star Wars commercials. So <laughs> I wasn't connected to the information. So I went in thinking I'm going to see Star Wars a New Hope and then there's the Dewbacks. Yep. Walking around, screaming at people. Just like walking in my movie like they belong there. There's a Ronto that walks right across in front of the camera. Mm. Wait, so you don't sound like you enjoyed that. No, I'm just kidding. I, re- I it, it threw me, though. I was like, wait, what? Those weren't in there. So I was a little confused the rest of the movie of whether I had just completely forgotten parts of a movie that I'd watched 500 times. Holy cow. And knew I had memorized. So it was a weird, like... I'm coming to terms with it moment at the time that I, I was watching it of like, oh, what? Huh? <laughs> that was me the whole time in the movie. Like the Jabba scene. Uh, Oof. Ouch. It's what, just ouch now. Yeah. And, and also like, okay, this is the hill I'm going to die on. I understand respecting George and his vision and all of that stuff and leaving the special editions as the canonized versions. No problem with that at all. Uh, I think oh, we're... I can't wait to see where this goes. I think we, we for a long time, understood, you know, Han and Jabba scene kind of happened. We didn't necessarily need to see it happen. And I still don't think we necessarily need to see it happen. But what we do need to see is in this day and age 
in the year 2021, the year of our Lord and Savior C-3PO, that we can get a better animation of Han walking over his tail because it literally looks like those little... You, you know those like little uh, movies that have like the little guys that are just cut out pieces of paper moving along, like the old Guinness I have commercials. No idea. I have the old, no the, idea what you're talking. You know the old Guinness commercials, the brilliant, brilliant. Okay, sure. Ah, never mind. To those of you that remember the greatest commercials of all time, the Guinness brilliant, just <laughs> job or excuse me, Han walking over. Jabba looks like they took one of those paper cutout guys and are just like moving him back and forth. Like it doesn't look yeah. like a real yeah. human being walking across. Well, no, it's the best they could do with the old footage. That's part of the problem. But, but yeah, I can't, but yeah, we we live in we have brought people back from the dead. We can't figure how to make him walk straighter. Uh, I don't know what you're referencing with the first half of that sentence, but okay. They have changed the scene. Like they changed, they they made edits to it in the 2011 Blu-ray edition, and I feel like even in, when they added them to Disney Plus, they changed that scene again. I know they changed the Greedo and Han encounter a little bit to add the extra one extra beat. McClunky. Exactly. I was like, all right, is this really something we had to add? Sure, whatever. Who cares at this point? Nobody even remembers what the original version is like. But no, that's that's interesting. Uh, for those of you playing along at home, A New Hope was released in January of 1997, with Empire following three weeks later in February, and then three weeks after that was Return of the Jedi. Good times, man. That was a, it was a really good time to be a fan, even when I wasn't really even in the fandom. Like I didn't know there were other people that liked this and that like mm-hmm. you know were into it to the level that I wanted to be. So I always kind of held back from that. And, um, I still do that. (laughs) Now at this point, I'm like, at this point I have to work on star Wars, not being so much of what everybody sees me as, because literally like I have, uh, two star Wars tattoos now. And, uh, Oh, I have a Mandalorian ring. So I'm like, some days I'm like, should I maybe like, Wear one piece of clothing that's not Star Wars. Eh. Eh. Yeah, I haven't found a day yet. (laughs) But what I have found time for is to continue on with our trivia tournament. And that is what we are going to do right now. Uh, We are competing to see who is the wisest of them all. And this is the first round of our semifinals. So in just a moment, Mark and Adriana and Lindsay are going to come join us, and we are going to get this party Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle 
light years ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. It's an epic of heroes. Welcome back, and it is time to get into our trivia for A New Hope. This is our our fourth episode doing trivia and the first round of our semifinals. So the way that this is going to work is because Clashing Sabres won both of their games, they are going to play all the way through to the end. So the reason for that is that today they're going to play against Forever Star Wars and Starships going over A New Hope. And then in our next episode, they will be going against Sith Talk to cover Empire Strikes Back. This is not to get Clashing Sabres into the finals. They are already in the finals, so it doesn't really matter if they win. But I just have a weird feeling they're going to try. But what's going to happen is um, if Forever Star Wars and Starships or uh, Sith Talk beats them, then they will advance to the finals. If both beat them, then the team that won by the most points will go to the finals. If both of those teams lose, then the team that lost by the least amount of points will go to the finals. Basically, I got this handled. It's a whole bunch of math because we have a weird number of shows. So just there's going to be three more shows of trivia and you should tune in for them. That's the bottom line. If you haven't listened to our trivia before, here's how it's going to work. I will be asking the questions to the teams like the benevolent ruler that I am and we will be playing 215. If the teams uh, answer without the multiple choice questions, they get two points. If they use the multiple choice questions, they get one. If a team answers a question incorrectly, it then goes over to the opposing team and they get a chance to answer that question for whichever point level that they were the other team was at. So Basically, what that means is if Drew and Lindsay miss miss a question, it goes over to Mark and Adriana. If they get it right without the multiple choice answers, two points. If they get it with multiple choice answers, one point. So, everybody ready to get started? I wasn't really listening. Can we try that again? Yeah. So, (laughs) sports. Three plus seven to the square root of nine. It is a period of civil war. (laughs) All right. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get started. And since Clashing Sabres, since you are the uh, front runners right now, you will get Hey-o. the choice to either answer first or defer and let Forever Star Wars and Starships answer first. Hmm. I wish I could track of what our kind of win rate was. That's uh, 100%. <laughs> but did we go first or did we go second on those? Oh, the, the the past is so long ago. Who knows what happened? I don't even remember doing. Want to go first? Thing. Yeah, let's Should do we it. We go first. All right, we'll Hunt. we'll take it first. This is where the fun begins. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. 
and the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, binds the galaxy together. The Force is not a power you have. It's not about what you want. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Jedi's drink flows from the Force. May the Force be with you. With whom, and remember this is a New Hope era, so it's the time period of a New Hope, but I have tried as much as possible to stick with canon. Everything should be canon still. Uh, With whom did Obi-Wan Kenobi study during his exile on Tatooine? Oh, hold up, hold up, though. (laughs) I'm confused because this is all coming from a trivia book, right? It is. Okay, is this taking just the movie into account, or can we use outside materials? Outside materials count as long as they are still canon. So there are some of the questions in here that aren't directly in the movie that are still canon, such as this question. (laughs) Such as 100% of them so far. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Because, if I'm not mistaken, it would be really the, we would assume, the Force Ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn, no? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, it sounds reasonable to me. Final okay. answer? Yeah, let's go with that. Final answer. Former former human being. <laughs> former human being Qui-Gon Jinn is yeah. the correct answer. Uh, we yes. also would have accepted Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> well, that's just beneath us, isn't it? As a, as a group? Yeah, I think so. I think I think we have to add the extra detail, the extra panache, if you will. All right, so that's two points for Clashing Sabers, and it goes over to Forever Star Wars and Starship. Who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. It's very hard to understand you with all that. I love that you don't know that. We're going to do this. Well, why don't you use your divine influence? Dangerous criminal out of the brink. Well, because of you, now we have a chance. I can make some beautiful music with these. What? You? We don't have much time. I knew it. No, you did not. Mark and Adriana, your question is: Where did Luke Skywalker race his Skyhopper? Um, I believe that's Beggars Canyon. Adriana? Hello? Adriana I'm muted herself. I'm, I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting to unmute. Uh, it, wh- whatever Mark says, yes. <laughs> oh, I, have a, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> um, imagine if Drew and I had that much like respect and trust with each other. <laughs> I oh, I wow. have given up at this point. I don't know anything about trivia, so... No, you can do this, Adriana. <laughs> oh, no. I absolutely love the movies, but I will never remember enough trivia to ever win anything related to trivia, so... <laughs> Whatever Mark says. <laughs> All right, so Mark, are you going with Beggar's Canyon? Let's go with Beggar's Canyon. Beggar's Canyon would be the right answer. That is two points apiece. And we are going over to Clashing Sabers. Who said, one thing's for sure, we're all going to be a lot thinner? Han Solo, no? That's Captain Han Solo. Yeah. Fine. All right, let's go with Han Solo. Yep. You sure about that? 
I mean, still a, technically a former human being, so, but yeah. <laughs> no, this is a New Hope trivia, okay? It's not Memory Force Ghost Han Solo, it's yeah, just Han Solo. Because Qui-Gon Jinn definitely appeared in this film in 1977. But hey, sure, 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 sure. Hey, common knowledge, sir. It's not plagiarism. <laughs> okay, sure, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to go with Han Solo, yeah? You're correct, yes. Han Solo. Both Han in that we're going Solo. to go with him, and that it's the correct answer. There you go. Well, confidence. you are correct. <laughs> she said confidence. <laughs> if you say it confidently enough, anybody will believe you. I mean, that we've been 90% doing... percent of the game. How long have we been doing this podcast? People still listen to me? I don't understand why. But this, what we're about to talk about, is true. So, Mark, Adriana... Here is your question. According to Obi-Wan Kenobi, how long had the Jedi been the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Adriana, these are good movies. You should watch them. I remember it as a thousand years. Or a thousand generations. Is it a thousand generations? That was my question, Mark. (laughs) I I I legitimately don't know. <laughs> it's a th- he says a thousand generations. It is a thousand generations, which is a good thing you said generations because there is more than a hundred generations, more than a thousand generations, more than two millennia, and more than two thousand years. So they didn't I all say you, generations. If I didn't have this dialogue just just seared into my memory, I would <laughs> I would have said a thousand years. And then I heard his voice, and it's like, no, it's a thousand generations. Uh, let's go back to Clashing Sabers, and who is the person that said, I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board? Oh, come on. Uh-huh. That's so that easy. none other than Princess Leia Organa. That would be correct. And in a British accent, mind you. Yes, which... Canon, not in 1977, but now is she did that to to mess with Tarkin. So, read Leia Princess Balderon. The Coruscant uh, accent or something they try and make it sound. Yeah, pretty much. No, she's she's, yeah, she's uh, mocking him, kind of. That's yeah, what she, she said. Yeah, yeah. She was like taunting that was him. Princess of Alderaan, right? Oh she, yeah. It was a classic, if there ever was one. All right. So this goes to Mark and Adriana, and your question is, who exclaimed, he's the brain's sweetheart? (laughs) Which is Han. (laughs) It's very hard to read that dry without, like, giving any tonal indication of of who it might be. Yeah, the sweetheart is a dead giveaway. Yeah. Also, it it was written in the 70s. He's the brain's sweetheart. Next up, we have, for Clashing Sabers, what was Grand Moff Tarkin's first name? Oh damn my god. It. Damn it, damn it, oh, damn it. Uh, uh, it's like Huff or something. Yeah. Huff, right? Will <laughs> Will Huff for food. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm like, am I Somebody like please make friend? that meme of Tarkin just <laughs> Will Huff for food. <laughs> I'm guessing that's confirmation that yes, we're right, it's Will Huff. It is Will Huff. We're, we're gonna go with that. Right? Yes. Oh man. Uh, can like I can I interject movie? real quick a, a really short story? I went oh, to a trivia contest several years ago. It was around the release of The Force Awakens. And I got invited to it by a coworker. And so we're, you know, we're all in this big bar and we're doing this trivia thing. And the question was, what was Tarkin's first name? 
And I put down like, and I put Wolf, and I'm like telling my group like it's Wolf, and nobody nobody seemed to know what his first name was. I said, trust me, it's Wolf. They they get to the answer part of it, and they say his first name is Moth. Oh my gosh! And I no. lost it. I about <laughs> lost. It. I was that guy who was like, that is absolutely wrong. That is his title. That is not his first name. Well, we were going to go with, we would go with either one. Uh, you know, it was. No! Like, that's not how it works. Like, that is exactly how I reacted. I was just like, and it was like the first time I was at this trivia contest and I was meeting people for the first time and I did not want to be the guy who like got really incensed, but I, it really, <laughs> really bugged me. <laughs> well, it wouldn't, Moff would be, if, if you're going by that logic, Moff would be his middle name and Grand would be his first name, right? Right. I mean, it just. So they were I, wrong on every count. Oh, wow, yes. that's true, yeah. Yeah. What is the education system coming to? You teachers need to get <laughs> it together. <laughs> anyway, so. All right, so since Mark is such a fountain of Will Huff Tarkin knowledge, your question is, what was Grand Moff Tarkin's home world? Oh, see, this is what I thought the question was going to be. <laughs> I knew that it would be this kind of question that would stump me. <laughs> I knew it. I'm afraid we're going to have to go multiple choice on this one. He's from Planet... No, he's from Planet Grand. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes better sense. All right. (laughs) Multiple choice answers are A, Coruscant, B, Dantooine, C, Iridu, or D, Alderaan. Adrian, does any of those jump out at you? Um... (laughs) (laughs) um i i have never heard of one of them i'm thinking it's the one that we haven't heard of (laughs) uh is is coruscant just too is that too easy it's not absolutely not coruscant (laughs) i think that i've heard that it was iridu like i think that's something that i've heard in the past but you know I'm like you. I think that it, all the others are too easy. Like, there's just no way this, he's from Coruscant. I feel like we've had th- this similar situation happen in the past. It's always the most obvious one. Uh, but sure. He's, well, he's definitely not from Alderaan. No. So we, and, we and, not, and I do not think he's from Dantooine. Uh, right. Because it's like, he wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be going to his home planet to search for the, the, the hidden rebel base. Yeah, why would you ever hide something really <laughs> secret on a planet that that person is from? Because they'd never think to look there. That's why Luke was hidden on Tatooine. It's genius. All right, uh, so are you guys going with Iridu? Sure. All right, that is correct. <clears throat> that puts us True. at a score of 8 to 7 in favor of Clashing Sabres, and your question is as follows. How many more seasons did Owen Lars say he needed Luke to stay on the farm? Mm. How many more seasons did Owen Lars say he needed Luke to stay on the farm? I think one, yeah. I think it's just one. It's only one season. Yeah. That's what you said would make sense. All right, let's do it. Let's lock in at one. I feel good. I feel feel good about this. Do it. One. Yeah. All right, one. That is correct. Yes. Can we reflect Luke's friends' names was Tank? How he was a big guy. 
Maybe it was a nickname. His nickname was Wormy. Yeah, it was Wormy. No, I mean, Tarkin's name was Moth, according to these other guys. (laughs) (laughs) Forever Star Wars and Starships. Here is your question. Who introduced Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker to Han Solo? Oh, good question. Can you repeat it? Yeah, repeat it, please. Who introduced Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker to Han Solo? Isn't it just Chewbacca? Yeah, it was Chewbacca. Because they met Chewbacca at the bar, and then he took him over. That is correct. Final answer? Final answer. Well done. I feel like that's one that could like trip somebody up pretty easily because they have like they have Boshek, who's the the hookah guy, right? They have Dan's Boren. <laughs> Boshek is like <laughs> he is not the hookah guy. He's a spaceman. Whatever he. Same thing. You're thinking of Danic Jericho. No. You need to go back and reread the tales uh, of Most Eisley Canteen. Danic Jericho's on here too. That was why I was confused. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I thought it was, I would have said Boshek. I would have gotten it wrong. Well, I'm going to take away two points from your team then. All right. Uh, just no. This, this one's going to be for four points. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is for two points for Clashing Sabers. And your question is, what did Jabba tell Han Solo would happen if he didn't pay him back? Oh, man. Something like he put a bounty on his head so large he couldn't something a civilized world? I'm missing the verb. I don't know, man. If you want to take the the choices, so it's one point even just as a defensive move. Huh. Huh. See, it's weird because this is a special edition change. <laughs> Put a price on your head. What's your point? (laughs) I'm stalling, Mark, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's an audio media. Me thinking here is not as entertaining. Special edition changes are canon, baby. (sighs) Jeez. I'm okay with taking the one point if we need. Are you sure? You're not going to be, like, secretly mad at me? No. No, not secretly. <laughs> not secretly? <laughs> She'll tell you. <laughs> that's a subtle way of saying if you get the multiple choice ones, you better not miss the question. That's that's what I heard, too. <laughs> okay, so your multiple choice. Yeah, give us the multi-choice. All right, you have A, he'd hunt, down, he'd hunt him down and kill him. B, he would make it so Han Solo would never work again. C, he would detonate the bomb he had placed in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> D, I'm just reading what the book says. D, he put a price on his head so big he wouldn't be able to go near a civilized system. Really? The verb I was missing was go near? (laughs) Are you you going with D? Okay, yeah. Imagine it's not D after that. I I like the idea of Jabba being like that agent who's like, you'll never work in this town again, kid. (laughs) (laughs) And then he just like twirls his slimy mustache. Star Wars Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) (laughs) Equivalent. I like it. They look. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say they kind of look like each other. Can we get a side-by-side meme of that? I need somebody working in it. Can we get our meme department on this? Where's our meme department? Where's the intern? (laughs) God, the intern. All right. uh, This goes to... Forever Star Wars and Starships. And 
Your question is, who was tending bar when Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker entered the cantina? Oh, oh. I don't oh. know his name. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a W in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, Lord have mercy. I don't want to do the multiple choice. I want to try to get this one. I am sorry that I'm utterly useless. Aww. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know this one at all. And I, uh. even if I recently watched the movie, I would not know this one. It is canonized. Oh, I'm, I'm sure everybody has name. I'm, I, I know that. <clears throat> I just... I'm wanting to say, like, wooer? That's is that your final answer? No, it's not my final answer. <laughs> wow, you just backed down on that real quick. I'm afraid I'm going to have to go with multiple choice, because if I hear multiple choice, I'll, I'll hear it. Okay, so you're taking multiple choice. I'm just going to confirm yes. that before I say anything. Yes. Okay. A, wooer. B, Ekmena. <laughs> C, Chowman. D, Pandababa. Oh, it was an that A. You put so it. Hard. You put that one at A just to <laughs> needle me. I will put it on Twitter, sir. Oh, it is man. there. Oh my gosh! I gave oh. you all the chances. I I stuck a. Is that your final answer in there? I double checked to make sure you wanted to go with the multiple choice. I can only do I, so much to help you cheat, Mark. I think I'll go with A. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. All right. So it is a one point lead, eleven to third. Or excuse me, 11 to 10 for Clashing Sabres. If they get this right, then they'll be at 13. And your question is, to whom did Red Leader exclaim, cut the chatter? Well, is Call not sign, name? not name. Oh, wow. Just, really glad you clarified that. I feel like that's, that's fair. I feel like we'd still be okay. Because it's, it's... See, now I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> My brain says, or my heart says, it's Red 2, Wedge Antilles, Hero of the Rebellion. Because isn't he the one who says, look at the size of that thing? Yeah. Red 2? Yes. All right, so you want the call sign? Let's do, yeah, let's do Red 2. Red 2. That is correct. Yes. Yes! Trusky! I am vindicated. I am selfish. I am... Well, yeah, we knew all that. Right, I swear I'm right. right. This goes to Mark and Adriana. I think you mean just Mark. (laughs) I'm trying to give you some, like, props here, okay? Your question is, who was Red 3? It's not Wedge, because Drew said Red 2 was Wedge. Hero of the Rebellion. He's the only person who's blown up two Death Stars. He did not blow up two Death Stars. He survived two Death Stars. He's got two Death Stars painted on the side of his X-Wing. Yes, he didn't blow up the first Death Star. Luke blew up the first Death Star. I don't know any of their names, except for Wedge. Biggs. Porkins. I probably, uh, I'll need a multiple choice. Those those are the options, so I don't think it's going to help. It's going to be Biggs, Porkins, somebody else we don't know <laughs> or can't remember. 
And um, so I, I don't I don't know if you want to really take the. I think we should try and guess what the multiple choice options are all going to be. I. <laughs> <laughs> And remember, even if you lose, you want to have a small point difference. So right now it's 13 to 10. So if you got this for one and Clashing Sabers wins on the next question, then that would be a what, four, four point difference versus a three point difference if you get it without the multiple choice. Could, well, I make, just, could be the championship. I, I just don't think the multiple choice will help because we've already listed <laughs> the multiple choice options. <laughs> Hopefully, you know that Luke Skywalker is red five. I feel like we can just assume that that's a, a fair bet. You know, Don't help them. Don't help but them. But Luke is the other multiple choice option, right? <laughs> like, it's those four. We've said Wedge, It's Big, Wedge, Biggs, Perkins, and Luke. And Luke. <laughs> I can neither confirm Don't nor it. deny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shut your mouth, you benevolent it's either, or it's whatever either you Biggs. call yourself. It's either Biggs or Porkins. So, what do you, do, what do you think? Do, 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 uh, do, do, do. Is who is more who is more likely to be three and who is more likely to be four? <laughs> I I'm mad because I know no I know that Drew knows. He knows this. <laughs> Pilots are kind of his thing, so in in, in interest of full disclosure, I'm not the only one who knows this. I mean, I have the answers in front of me, so I know it. Well, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, for, you know, I, I say go with Biggs. All right. Well. Let's, yeah, let's go with Biggs. That is correct. Well done. So and see, guys. and you, you wanted to waste the multiple choice. And Ugh. for clarification, the multiple choice were Biggs, Wedge, Luke, and Jack Porkins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, well done, that was Ladies a team and gentlemen, effort right there, everybody. <laughs> All right, clashing sabers for the game and to take a three-point difference versus Forever Star Wars and Starships. Your question is: Who was the colonel in the Imperial Security Bureau assigned to work with Grand Moff Tarkin? What? Ouch! <laughs> oh wait, it's um. You said it specifically says colonel, right? It does specifically uh, say colonel. Okay. Oh. Or colonial, oh. if you've never read the word before. No, I mean, I think it's. I can think Lindsay, one. I, I think it's the Wolf Ularen. It's yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was going to say it on air, just in case. But yeah, that's like why. That's the, the only, only one colonels. I can think of. Yeah. That's cause... the only one. Like I know it's. I know it's correct. Is it correct in this context? I don't know. It's, can you read the question? Oh, one wait, hold, wait, how is it correct, but it's not correct in this context? Well, because sometimes the questions ask one thing and they mean something else. Okay, or I will read the question again. Other material. Yeah, or like they could have like m- misidentified Admiral Mahdi's rank or something. Who was Colonel in the Imperial Security Bureau assigned to work with Grand Moff Tarkin? Oh, well, we both like think it's you, Lauren. We. You, right. We both think it. We both said it. Let's do right. it. Go for it. Colonel Wolfularen. That is 15 points. Ding, ding, hey, ding, I ding. Knew that one. Sound effect. I knew that one, too. I knew Here we it. Go. I knew it. It was hard. It was hard to pick on this on like a new hope. Really, on all of the originals, it's hard to pick 
ones that you like feel like are going to be challenging for people like who live for Star Wars like we do. Like, I feel like if a you, lot of if if you'd thrown in a bunch of questions about the people that were in the cantina, you'd have stumped me. Because that I just, was I was so nervous about that <clears throat> because so many of those names have changed over the time too. Like, well, and that's something else is like I went off of things that I I could confirm like were canon. Like I was able to tell them without having to go look them up and stuff like that. And I would have had okay. to look up a lot of the names in the cantina. So I felt like that was a fair like differential that is fair yeah you know like that's what i was studying especially because we won so it seems extra fair yeah yeah Yeah. exactly that's how this works i feel like you didn't really give drew and i the chance to celebrate that we really typically like (laughs) okay he's asking for a victory lap i think so could we (laughs) insert rocky music here So that means that Clashing Sabers won 15 to 12. So there's a three-point difference. Unless I'm mistaken, we didn't get any wrong, right? No, we just... Neither neither team got one wrong. All right, I consider that a victory. Didn't we steal one from you, though? <laughs> no. The only difference is we took a multiple choice... Twice. We only did once. No, no, no. they took a multiple choice once. We almost did twice. We, you guessed, they guessed the multiple choice on that one. Because it's it's 15 to 13, or excuse me, 15 to 12, not 15 to 13. Dude, how did we go to like 21 points in the last? Dude, because I mean, we didn't was, have the two point difference. That was crazy. That was insane. It was funny. <laughs> if you haven't listened to it, guys, go listen to our other ones because like, there's a, there's a perfect mix of what? Why would you know that? To oh yeah, I know that. It just depends on where on the spectrum you fall. We'll come back for more with uh, with Empire Strikes Back and then our championship with Return of the Jedi. Guys, follow us: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that stuff. Uh, links are in the show notes. Of course, you can always support our Patreon and help us get more books into classrooms across the country. And uh, 100% of the funds raised for that goes to directly buying and se- and shipping the books, not selling them. We do not sell the books; we buy them, <laughs> then we send them. That's in case the, uh, well, really anybody, but especially the IRS is listening. We do not sell the books. Let's remember, even though, you know, A New Hope was the original, it had all of these great lessons and ideas and everything, the center of Star Wars really always comes back to Batch 8. Hi-ho. The podcast you just listened to and all other Clashing Sabers productions are the intellectual property of ClashingSabers.net. All sounds and materials used from other creators is their stuff, and we just used it for informational and educational purposes. Bottom line, we made it, it's ours, they made it, it's theirs. Seems simple, but if you're still confused, feel free to email us at ClashingSabersNetwork at gmail.com. We have no association with Lucasfilm, Disney, or any of the other fine companies that make all this stuff we talk about. But, Kathleen Kennedy, if you need anything, let me know. I work for cheap. Now let's blow this thing and get out of here.